This is Growing the Valley, a podcast by the University of California Division of Agriculture and Natural Resources. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Miller, Orchard Systems Advisor for Butte, Tehama, and Glen Counties. I'm your other host, Phoebe Gordon, Orchard Systems Advisor for Madera and Merced Counties. On the podcast today, I'm sitting down with Dr. Franz Niederholzer. Franz is the Orchards Advisor in Sutter, Yuba, and Calusa counties. And of course, he manages the research program at the Nichols Soil Lab in Arbuckle in Calusa. Franz, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hey, Luke, thank you very much for inviting me to be on. Appreciate it. Franz grew up with his parents farming a prune orchard, and he's been a prune farm advisor for many years now. Franz, we're in the midst of a drought, and so wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about water use and prunes and how to best manage it as, as a grower, what's going to return the greatest water savings and the greatest bottom line. So Franz, what does water use and you know how does the crop shape up across a season? How should we think about this kind of at a 30,000 foot level? I think about prune irrigation and water management in, in sort of two sections of the year. Early in the season from bloom through right about now, or maybe say the week after July 4th, uh, July 10th or 14th, somewhere in there, you want to have adequate moisture in the orchard, low to mild stress. That allows for shoot growth, for spur growth, for good fruit growth during that time that's not held back by water stress. And by, at the very latest, July 15th, you'll have the volume of that fruit will be pumped up or be expanded to virtually the same volume that you'll have at harvest. But you have anywhere from you know a month to, I don't know, 40 days and a very hot time of the year where potential water use is high. But if you ease back on the gas, the amount of water you're providing the trees, you can save a little bit of water and energy costs, pumping costs, things like that for irrigation without harming the dry weight that you're going to get paid for eventually. And at the same time, reducing the dry weight value and therefore your drying costs, again, two times of the year. Early on, minimizing stress or keeping stress low. And then once you get past mid-July, for sure, there's an opportunity to ease up a bit. You don't want extreme stress, but mild to moderate stress on the pressure bomb minus 12 to minus 16 bars is moderate stress, which allows enough photosynthesis to, to feed sugar to the fruit to increase the dry weight, but not so much that you've got excess moisture in the fruit that you're going to have to pay to have dried away at the dehydrator. And then coming back as soon as possible after harvest to at least a mild to moderate stress, a reasonable water status to allow the tree to be healthy, uh, not to allow the, the rapid spread of cytospora, which loves a stressed tree. Cytospora is this devastating bark canker that almost all prune orchards, particularly mature ones, struggle with. So there is an opportunity for cost savings and real value to growers with careful irrigation management through the summer into harvest. Franz, that's a really fabulous summary there. We have that low to mild water stress early on in the season when a prune tree is really kind of acting like any other deciduous orchard crop where we have this massive push of growth with expansion of fruit and shoot growth. But you know, once that starts to tamp down midsummer here, like you say, July 10th or so, there's some potential for a very careful, moderate water stress. 
were both part of a hedging study with Dr. Rich Rosecrans at Chico State and Becky Wheeler Dykes and others. And that study is showing us, you know, we don't we don't want any extra growth that we just have to prune off or hedge off. So the benefits there for water savings and especially a better dry away are really important. Take us through what might be some of the problems if we just don't get these water stress levels right at these different periods of the year. What would we see kind of as the extremes on either side for that early season and then the summer and and then going into harvest and post-harvest? What are the extremes on both ends? Well, early in the season through this rapid growth we're going through right now, the cheek-to-cheek expansion, the biggest issue with moisture and prunes is if trees are allowed to dry out completely. And this is probably more concern in flood irrigated blocks where if you're for some reason delayed in getting any water in the orchard, they can get really, really dry. And then if you put water on a really dry orchard before, say, the middle of July, you are at risk of ruining basically the entire crop due to splitting. The tree will get the water, it'll push it to the fruit, the flesh will expand faster than the skin can stretch, and you know, that pops the skin, and that's the protective layer that get brown rot in, all sorts of other problems. So water stress early is a real potential issue in prunes. If at all possible, you want to be in that low to mild stress, but adequate moisture. To put a number to it using the pressure chamber, range of minus 8 to minus 12 bars. And then as the fruit size has been established, and there's a need for sugar, but you're also looking down the road another 30, 40 days to harvest, and you don't want your fruit full of water because you're going to have to pay to have it dehydrated. You can go to moderate stress levels. I remember Latney Sale telling me years ago, Latney was a mentor to many, many folks in the prune industry. In a flood irrigated world, he didn't mind seeing a little bit of wilt in his prune trees in, in late July, get the water back on them as you go into harvest. Prune trees are quite resilient. You don't want to push them into extreme stress, but they can take mild to moderate stress in the summertime when they're just making sugar and not trying to expand shoot growth and fruit growth. And then you're coming into harvest, you want to dry the trees down a little bit further, reduce barking, help your dry away. So you might be, again, to give it a number on a minus 16 to minus 20 bars, a moderate stress kind of edging towards a high stress just prior to shake. That will also help you if the daytime temperatures drops into the 80s and maybe the nighttime temperatures are you know low 50s, even upper 40s. For some odd reason, and it can happen, you can get a lot of premature drop if the orchard's wet. So keeping the trees under some stress going into harvest has that little bit of insurance policy too, as I say. It's been a while, but it can happen. I can remember it in my career. And then finally, following harvest, because extreme water stress is the perfect conditions for rapid growth of, of cytospora bark canker, which is a a big problem in prunes. You want to get the water back on the prunes as soon as possible and provide them with adequate moisture that may be mild to moderate stress, uh, minus 12 to minus 16 bars through the remainder of the season so they are healthy and not at risk of excessive growth of this damaging cytospora. So mild stress, first half of the season, or even maybe more than first half of the season, moderate stress moving towards harvest, a very short dry down, and then back to ease off the stress and adequate moisture, again, that mild to moderate stress through the rest of the season is sort of the general picture of what I think of as, as appropriate water management. And that's based on, on my experience, but really what experts have told me over the years, including yourself, Ken Shackle, Rick Buckner, Alan Fulton, folks like that. Franz, 
my bias is very well known when it comes to uh, being an evangelist of the pressure chamber. And you mentioned these different levels of stress that can be achieved during the season that, that low to mild eight to 12 bars for the first half of the season or so that 12 to 16 in July and early August that dry down just before harvest of 16 to 20, and then recovery back to that 12 to 16 after harvest. So that the last thing we want is heading into the 20 to 30 bar range and seeing something like an explosion of cytospora where those fungal kinkers, they just really are off to the races in a severely water-stressed tree. Even stress in mid-season could be really problematic, potentially leading to something like potassium dieback, where potassium is limited because of the reduced irrigation and having some dieback from that. And then of course, that dead wood is then going to be colonized by cytospora or another fungal canker and get into this vicious, vicious cycle. So it seems like the pressure chamber is a really great tool for really dialing in and having these exact numbers for giving you these sharp ranges of different water stress at different times. But what have you seen in terms of grower success or grower struggles in prune irrigation? Knowing that that general overall pattern that I just talked about, limited stress early, you know, modest to moderate stress through the summer when you don't need all the water you can give the tree and all the water it can use. And then an irrigation cutoff and then uh, back to some moisture. Pressure chamber gives you the tools to very closely follow the established guidelines that you've been pointing out. Mild to moderate is between minus 12 to minus 16 bars. Moderate to high right before harvest, right before shake is maybe 16 to 20. But if you don't have a pressure bomb, and there's many ways of getting access to one. There are some PCAs and some commercial companies that provide that service. Just recognizing that general pattern and having some way of checking your moisture Watching the trees is nowhere near as accurate and careful a tool as a pressure chamber, but realizing that general pattern and knowing you can back off on the water in the summer relative to the current evaporative demand, how hot the weather is, things of that nature, that general strategy is the foundation. And then you can be more accurate with a pressure chamber in a world where dryer costs per fresh ton might be in the range of $170, $175 minimizing your dry away without excessive risk to the tree is going to be important to your bottom line. So if you keep the trees wet going into harvest, you run the risk of getting hit hard with drier costs because the, the trees will be in good shape. Be plenty of moisture and the trees are, should be green and the fruit is fresh, but then your dry away, your harvesting bill, your drying bill, you're paying per ton to have it harvested. You're certainly going to pay by the fresh ton to have it hauled and dried. And any savings there is going directly to your pocket. So uh, paying attention to irrigation in prunes, which is a different strategy than you would do in walnuts or almonds, is going to bring home better returns in a year where I'm told the prices are better than years past. And that's unfortunately not something that you see in the, in the walnut or the almond business right now. Absolutely. And there's definitely some room for water savings amidst a drought and room for some really careful water management leading to an incredible benefit to the bottom line with a better dry away ratio. 
Franz, thank you so much for sitting down and discussing all of these best practices. And of course, thanks to the Prune Board that has funded all of this research done by folks like Ken Shackle and Alan Fulton, Rick Buckner, and and so many more that came before them. So tremendous thanks to them. And thank you, Franz. Thank you much, Luke. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Growing the Valley, a UCANR podcast. You can find out more about this episode at our website, growingthevalleypodcast.com. We'd like to thank the Almond, Pistachio, Walnut, and Prune Boards for their support. We'd also like to thank my sister, Muriel Gordon, for writing and recording the theme music. 